Welcome back, everyone, to another episode. Once again, I'm your host, Kirsten, and I have my co-host, the lovely... Maxine, the Democratic wildcard. Hey, everyone. Hey, hey, hey. And hello, 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 hello. Is everybody's favorite conservative in New York, Christopher Wright? Yep, and I'm just Kirsten. <laughs> but uh, today we're um, we're celebrating because we have reached episode 10. Hey, yes. the 10 episode anniversary. Right, yeah. right. This is really cool because we've been we've been going strong every every week. You've been watching. I mean, you've been listening. Um, we we got to give a little shout out to the people um, all over the world listening, which is weird. Like we're like, oh, really? yeah. Ooh. You know, I was trying to pull up since we we're in a new studio. I was trying to pull up the actual analytics so I can go through it. But I did write the ones from um, around the world. We've got some listeners in Italy. Oh, we've got some listeners in Canada, Sweden, nice. UK, wow. Germany, wow. Bermuda, Japan. That's awesome. Yes, those are probably my people. Yeah, yeah. I know Italy. I have some. That's my. Um, that's, I know that's my aunt. Shout out. Good to evening you. to you all out there. I know it's uh, nighttime over there. At a lot yes. of folks. y'all listening right now. Yeah. So like, and but just continue listening and all over the United States. I mean, we're. We're like in 20 states as of now. Nice. So that's really, really exciting. That's cool. So continue to listen, you know. For only 10 episodes, that's really I'm cool. Yeah. Very, very exciting. I'm, I'm hoping by the time we reach episode 50. You know why? Because people are just tired of the way it is. And yeah. To have this kind of show where we can have completely different political views, but yeah. have a like, respectful debate, I think people appreciate it. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. And, you know, I'm hoping when we get to episode 50, we can take this on the road and meet these people. Yes. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Would, definitely. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be cool? Oh, close and personal. Yeah. So, um, please continue to share with your friends and family. Follow us on Politics Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, or Politics P. And we're officially on YouTube, so definitely hit subscribe if you're listening to us right now on YouTube. Um, soon we'll have some video, you know, footage of us. But, you know, um, as of now, you know, we're still audio. But, you know, we'll get there. You know, just keep growing with us. <laughs> Spotify, shout out to us on Spot. You know, listen to us on Spotify, SoundCloud, and the Anchor app. Hopefully soon on iTunes, yes. on Apple. We really need to get on Apple. Yeah. Yes. Ugh, it's people safe. are looking for us on. There. I know. It's definitely, that's the way. Definitely. I mean, you say Spotify. People are like, eh, yeah. yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> even yeah. though the Obamas just did got a a Spotify um, deal. Hashtag no comment. <laughs> so, so that was yeah. So so that was pretty cool. Maybe yeah. I mean if they if they want to get our podcast on there and they want to. Give us a nice check. I'm sure you'd be. You're gonna take it. You're gonna be happy. You're gonna say no. Okay. (laughs) You. You'll be a supporter. Um, Anyway, so how was you guys' week? It's pretty good. The weather is beautiful. It is. Finally, getting to do my four to five times a week run outside. Mm. Forty what? Four to five times a week. I'm running outside. Oh, I thought you said forty-five. Oh no, no, no. Four to five times a week, I'm running outside. Beautiful. Just like I'm so happy. It's nice out. Beautiful. Yeah. And yeah. you're always by the beach. I see you. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have to. I have to for my insanity. Mm-hmm. Oh, beautiful. Mm-hmm. You live by the beach. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. How about you? You're moving. How's uh, your moving I'm going? moving. It's, it's going. It's moving, moving in New York is horrible. So for anybody <laughs> out there that wants to know, it's the worst it experience yeah, it isn't great. in the world. Yeah, so I, but I pretty much got rid of most of my stuff. So now when I move, it's just kind of like, hey, you know, just here like I am. <laughs> I'm here. Is it a, do you money. like the new neighborhood? 
the new neighborhood isn't bad. I mean, as in terms of, you know, I don't walk outside and I look over my shoulder or anything like that. It's, a, it's not a bad neighborhood for that. And it's good for walk and talks, like when I'm walking through my little walk and talk videos. But it's, uh, it's stiff. You have your MAGA hat on, though. Oh, oh no, that's anywhere in Brooklyn. <laughs> any, any, so I go to Manhattan for my MAGA hat. I walk through Manhattan with a MAGA hat on all day long. Like, I okay. wish you little twerps would try to do something over to me over Manhattan. But Brooklyn, different store. Yeah, <laughs> Can't no, do that in I Brooklyn. get that. But um, no, it's, it's not a bad neighborhood. It's just nothing going on around there. It's just stiff. Like, they got, like, subway... So they got like no corner stores mm. and it's like oh you got a subway you got like a you know uh, a Dwayne Reed and it's just like nothing out here man mm-hmm. and it's like 11 o'clock it shuts down and I'm like isn't this New York like, but isn't that good though it's like quiet uh, I mean that I mean for those terms that's why I said those terms it's nice yeah. but you know you it's just really but, but it's I gotta lit. I gotta I gotta travel because I've been going to Manhattan a lot lately mm-hmm. so getting gotcha. out to Manhattan from there is horrible gotcha so. gotcha gotcha all right. Well, we have a we have a. I guess we have to get into the topics because mm-hmm. there's a lot to you yeah. know talk about. Yeah. Um, my week was good. Can't complain as usual. Mm-hmm. Just grinding. Um, so let's politic. Yeah. Yeah. Ready? yeah. Let's do it. Okay. So this past week, um, Netflix released their highly anticipated short series, um, "When They See Us." Now, for those of you who haven't seen seen it, it's it's about the Central Park Five teens who were wrongfully accused and sent to prison for the rape of Trisha Miley. It is really a powerful film and it's a must-see. And not so much for people of color, because I really feel like, you know, these are the, I feel like these kind of stories are like heavy on us, you know, mm-hmm. they weigh on yeah. us, you know, mm-hmm. mentally. Yeah. I think other races really need to, and Have the only to. other race is white. <laughs> but, you know, like Asians and blacks, I think people understand like the stuff that happens, you know, but for, Caucasian white people to watch this I think it would do them a world of like good Mm -hmm. you know Um, and good in the sense that not a guilt it's not a guilt show no white guilt I'm sick of white guilt yeah I wouldn't no that's not what it's about it's really about making um, us understand what people of color go through yeah right because when you see it through a different lens it kind of opens you up because you're always hearing the 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 violent person is black or hispanic or this or whatever now you I, now you can see like what happens in the community yeah, and, and not, a, not only this just that but it, i think it was really good at illustrating just how broken the justice system is like from all angles and i think that anybody who needs to know that we can be able to see that from watching that show agreed yeah. agreed and we should probably mention that we're not in our usual studio <laughs> yeah. so we're still kind of getting our bearings um Ty at PVA Studios is in Italy, which is really awesome. He's going to be there for. We um, miss you, Ty. Yeah, we miss you. Shout you know out to Ty. I mean? Yeah, he's not going to be he's jumping. Doing his thing. Yeah, he's enjoying himself. So um, yeah, so we're we're here in Brooklyn. I don't even know the name of the studio, but it's purple. <laughs> Platform Studio. Yes. Yeah, shout out to Platform, Platform Studio. Platform Studio in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Thank you Bed for Stye. having us. <laughs> oh, Bed Stuy, right? <laughs> so let's get into it. Um, yeah, so this is uh, so this is so I, I left off saying um, these boys were were sent to prison for um, the rape of Trisha Miley. It's it was a they were wrongfully accused. Um, now this film was really really powerful. Um, it was done so beautifully mm-hmm. by Ava DuVernay, the the director. She did an amazing job at showing the humanity in these black and le- um, Latino kids. It really like helped. It helped humanize them, especially in the beginning of the film when you see them like just kids. Mm-hmm. Like they're it's it's Easter weekend, right? And they're ba- they're getting ready to like have fun with their boys and their friends and meet the girls or whatever. 
and they're excited and then boom their life changes so first topic um the black and latino teens were arrested in central park for loitering and unlawful assembly that was like the that was the reason why they were like taken into custody, right? Mm-hmm. Um, prosecutor Linda Fairstein finds out about this um, this rape that about this rape that happens to this um, Central Park jogger, and they thought she was going to die. So that's why she came in because there was no reason for her to be involved. So she rounded up all the all the teens, the black teens that were in um, Central Park, and was like, "Someone in here is the culprit," right? And she was convinced that this was they were that these kids were involved, right? Um, so um, she gets the police to get a confession from the teens um, with thirty plus hours of interrogation and police co- um, coercion. The teens confess and implement each other in a rape of the Central Park jogger. How do you think this happened, and could this happen now? Hmm. Well, I was reading into, I think why one of the things reasons I think this did happen is if you actually read the climate in 1989, mm-hmm. the it was one of the worst years of crime in, in New York City. Because mm. mm. I know New York is a murder capital quite a bit in the 80s. Yeah, there was actually, I think at a peak, I don't know if it was that particular year, but I think it might have been, there was 2,000 uh, 2, murders. So I think Sheesh. that... It was yeah, two thousand murders in a year. It was just out of control, and I think that because crime was just so crazy, Mm -hmm. they, you know, and and the law enforcement. To be honest, I felt I don't think they were equipped to do to deal with it, and I think there was a lot of pressure to to just get something done, get something accomplished, but make it look like we're 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 no Julian wasn't the closing cases here. So I I I do think that um, because the crime was so outrageous. Mm -hmm. Any case was seen as like we need to accomplish something because mm-hmm. it looks like we don't have we don't have a grip on our city. Yeah. It's getting out of control. So I think that's maybe how when you say how did this how could this happen? Why did they choose to be so? But I mean, I, when I say how did this sense. happen, I'm talking about coercion. Like, how do you get these kids to confess on themselves? Right? How does this happen? Like, where? Like, you saw the you saw the film, right? Mm-hmm. So. Um, I'm gonna be honest Chris, with everybody. Yeah. I, I didn't get a chance to see the film. Not because I don't do my research, everybody right. out there, because <laughs> I'm moving and I've been crazy all week, so I haven't got a chance to sit down. Sleep. But I'm gonna see it as soon as, especially this weekend when I'm free, there's some, sometimes cool. free. So. No, but we're, I mean, but you, I know the story from the, the story. documentaries yeah, and stuff like that. I'm familiar with the story. You're familiar with the story. So we'll explain to you what happens. Um, so these kids get into, um, you know, they, they're in the police station, they don't know what they're doing there. And then you can see their faces drop when the police officer asks, or not even drop, but like just question them. Like they're like, "Wait, what did you just say?" Like they're like, "What? Ha- where did that lady come from?" And they're like, "What lady?" They're like, "What did you do to the lady?" And they're like, "What are you talking about?" They're like, "I have no idea what you're talking about." And you could tell these kids. I mean, obviously, we're watching a film. Yeah. But even I watched like the actual like real taping. Yeah, I watched the real tapings, and you can see these kids are stressed, like stressed. Mm. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You see oh, that yeah. they're they're very like scared. They don't know what to do. And think about it: you're 15 years old, 14 years old, 16 years old. You're literally just with your friends, and now you're in front of these grown men, 30 year old men, who are forcing you to basically say something that you didn't do. And then you have your dad, like one of the characters, the their father, 
forced him to lie and right. said, just tell them what they want to hear so we can go home. Wow. Like, how does that even make sense to you? But I mean, huh. this is what police do. This is what they do. No, I mean, this is, you know, it's, it's you have seen them do in the past. And, and yeah, with, I mean, do you guys, do you guys ever other, watch like 48 Hours? I used to be like addicted to that Oh, yeah, that's show. my show. No, you that's my show. I, used to, I used to watch it all the time, but you know, you can't watch this too much of that. This is what they do. This is a tactic. I mean, it's just, it was an extreme um, element of it because then they were teenagers. But every day, men and women are going through this. Yeah. They're going through these kind of interrogations. It's a good cop, strategies. bad cop thing. You know, they have the cop that comes in that ex, like like the, a mother or father figure kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, no, we're here for you. No, come yeah, on. Yeah, that's and what they then, did. And then they have You know, they tag team. And like one will be like the good cop and one will be the bad cop. And they'll do this whole strategy. So mm-hmm. it's just what they do. Yep, that is that is a part of the strategy. And I think, was, especially when, with it being that year, being like the, one of the higher year for murders, they were probably just like, come on, let's just knock this out. Mm-hmm. Let's just yeah. go in there, boom, big good cop, bad cop them. Somebody's going to say something, we're going to get them, let's just go home, man. Yeah, like, but you know, 37 hours. 37 hours. Think about wow. your son. Think about if you have a son, right? And you have your kid. 37 hours no food no nothing and they're just oh, sitting wow, there no, being they were, like no, they really have they, and then this. they literally were in a room like this and just like you did it we know you did it your billy next door said that you did he's like i don't even know billy who the heck is billy <laughs> that's <laughs> not laughing but i want to know how did they get down to these five because they picked up like there was like nine of them there were nine up a whole yeah. group of them. i think the way it worked is that the it started like the other kids were like really like they there was like alibis for them because they there were there were some others that were like implemented it, it was going to be the central park seven but then two of them just they they got off oh, okay. you know but mm, but it's just it when you really think about it it really just kind of makes you feel like um for these people of color there's there's no hope for them right there's no one like you really watch and you're saying to yourself wow like their moms are not there for them like mm-hmm. nobody's there for them you know what i mean mm. like that hurts when you think about like you know if this was like a white kid from the upper east side his parents his lawyer would have been there oh, like no, the it lawyer would be, been there before the parents got there they, yeah probably exactly <laughs> the lawyer would have been sent there the parents would have been like okay i'm, I'm in i'm skiing in mm-hmm. aspen but my your lawyer's there i'll be there shortly don't say anything like it would be taken mm-hmm. care of but us being you know some of these kids they're they they're like one of the the latino kid his grandmother was with him and she spoke no english she didn't speak oh, any english goodness. so she oh. basically was just sitting there like what what's going on i don't know hey. and his dad was at work right and most of them was and she left and he left his grandmother with her to ba- or sorry for the noise, New York City. That's yeah. some of the sound yeah, effects. <laughs> yeah, some yeah. of the sound effects from New York. You gotta get, love get, it. Get a little bit of the dose of New York City. Right. From this podcast, be, especially so. for those who are you and all over the world, you get to hear some of this stuff. But um so that's what it, it really made you feel like, wow, like they had no advocates for them. Mm-hmm. It really was up to these kids to make decisions and their decision was, I wanna get out of here. They're telling me the cop seems to be telling me that if I say that this other person did it, then I get to go home. And not knowing that this thing was basically Im- implementing each of each one of them, you know? Yeah. Because like the show First Forty Eight shows you, once you say certain things, you're done. Like mm-hmm. we say a certain word, certain terms, and when a good cop back up you and they get you to say you or not get you to say, but you do say, mm-hmm. Well, you know, I was just down the street, da-da. then when you say they already got the information they need. They just want you to say you were in the area. So mm-hmm. once you say you're in the area, yeah. they're like, boom, now we got you. We got there we was got just it. so many clear violations of rights and right. you know, it was really disturbing. Especially like uh, I think his name Corey Wise or mm-hmm. he had a disability, learning disability. Yeah. So so they clearly mm. took advantage oh, yeah. um, of him. 
there was just so many things that I would imagine to be complete violations of rights. You right. Know, if we, right. But they were what, under age. What's really, it was really disturbing is um, if you actually read up on the uh, exoneration mm-hmm. and when they finally um, won their lawsuit, mm-hmm. the city put out a statement where they never admitted guilt. Yeah. yeah. They, they never, they, they said that their investigators still did everything within like the way they were supposed to, even though they were saying, here, you're exonerated, here's your money. We're not admitting so what do you, that we did so, anything So you wrong. pay them for what? Because you just were, oh, yeah, we're just going to pay you because you, you ended up spending, you know, between. They got, yeah, they got a million dollars for every year they spent in jail. Yeah, because, you know, that happens to everybody who leaves jail. They get a million dollars for each year they spent in jail. That happens to everybody that goes uh, to prison. Uh, <laughs> yeah, come yeah on. like that's like the gift, the parting <laughs> gift, right? Yeah, 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 goodbye, like, yeah. Come on now. Exactly. I know. I didn't catch your sarcasm. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it I know, went I over my head. Yeah. <laughs> um, but do you think this could happen now? Uh, now, now, this so now I was thinking about this while we were just talking. I think now will be a little different, just from the fact that we're living in an internet generation now. Mm-hmm. People now have cell phones, and so yeah. something like this, if cops start coming to Central Park now and start gathering kids up, like who mm-hmm. did this? There's gonna be some lady with a phone, like no, y'all, y'all ain't gonna do this. Right, right, gonna right, be right, putting right, out right. there. So right. it's just that alone, that element is gonna keep people from. You just can't go and just do this yeah. to people. And I was anymore. gonna say that you guys keep mentioning like this show, Forty Eight Hours. What is it? First Forty Eight. First Forty Eight. First Forty Eight. Like I think that the rise of like the last 15, 20 years of like New York Undercover and, mm. and um, that was like the start of it was New York yeah, Undercover. Yeah, sure. That was, that was my favorite. Um, let's see the big one, the CSI and, mm-hmm. and yep. all these like cop shows, like people grew up watching these cop shows. So people know like they're like, you're learning your rights through these shows. So you kind of know, wait, you're not supposed to do this or I can't do this. Right. So there's certain things that literally have taught us because you have to think in the 80s like 89 like people didn't know like there was like you said mm. there was no cell phone so what am i going to do call my mom my dad like text somebody right. i can't yeah. and, and, there's and, some, and, and you're thinking i think the authorities have the best interest at heart like cor- you're, you're thank gonna, you you're put thank your you. trust into them like they, oh, they're, that's, they're that's what makes me sad that i'm sorry i know you want to say but that's what breaks my heart because it's like you're taught to i remember growing up and i'm going to share some stuff about um this case that i thought that's a little personal to me but um i was I was always taught to look at police officers like they were heroes, you know, like mm-hmm. smile at them. Like firemen, hi, like, you know you what I mean? Know, That's what I was taught, you know, and maybe because I'm, I don't know, I don't know what it, I don't know. Some people would think I'm like crazy to say that, but that's what I was taught when I was growing up. I used, they used to like say hello to me. I knew the cops. The sad part of this story is that I lived a block away from this precinct. This is the precinct that I literally grew up knowing these police officers. Mm. So mm. I I grew up in the 80s, <laughs> you know, mm. like I was born in the late 80s. And, you know, obviously I was a little, I was a baby when this happened, but this, these, I was in this, like I lived a block away from Central Park. This is my area, right? Right. So this police in precinct, precinct 24, I would walk past every day when I went to the library, which was right across the street. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? I was a block away. My house was right a block away. Now. Had I been 10 years before, could this be someone I knew, my younger brother? Like, what mm. do you know what I mean? Uh, like, this you is you had an older sibling that could have been easily, or if I had an older, exactly, mm. if I had an older sibling, would this be the, their story? And you know, it's interesting that you know, you mentioned that my my um my fiance because he's also from here, he he my area, he grew up um 10 blocks away from this precinct, mm. he was on 110. So he grew up, he went to Columbia. I, I think I mentioned that in the past. And his story was when he was growing up that police officers used to come to the park and ask them, hey, you guys want to make 
and you're saying this to a bunch of black and Spanish kids. So they're like, yeah. And then they say, he said, come to the police station and and just stand in the lineup and you can get 10 bucks. What? That's a real <laughs> thing. Oh no, I'm not laughing because I just laugh. No, I, but I, think about, that, but you guys are smarter just, and you're more wise, but think about like 80s, the early 80s. Like maybe you'd be like, no, nah, man, man, man I forget the early '80s. I mean, when I was a kid, ten dollars, ten year old kid, like come up to me, but, my guy friends, like, hey, you guys want ten bucks? We were like, you know, okay, yeah, what's up? Of, like, so, but I'm like, did you do it? And he's like, heck no, I wasn't getting on that car. I was like, no, my parent, my mom told me never to get like, like, just no. They ran. They're like, no, and they just ran away. But they said that they used to try to round up people. Now there was something like they would sign. It was like this method. They you would sign something saying that you know we know you're not you know you didn't do anything. But I'm what? like. That doesn't even make any sense. Wow. Yes, wow. I don't even think this wow. makes any sense. No, that's but yeah, it happened to my. Then my, I was talking to, I was telling my dad this. My dad was like, "Yeah, my nephew, it happened to him, but they didn't give him any money. He just went down there to do it." And I'm like, and, and I was with my mom, and my mom was like, "Well, what if they accused your nephew of something? Like right. how?" Like, mm-hmm. was that a smart thing? But again, people who don't know, who just, no, it's okay, like, they I mean, trust, When you're a kid, you, know, you're, you think no, you're like, it's like a movie, you're you know, cool. The, your civil servants, you're trusting them. You think that they have the best interest, but it's like, think about that. Mm. Like, mm. you're like, okay, I'm gonna make $10. If you're like a really poor kid, you don't have any lunch, you, you wanna make some money so you can eat for the next couple days, you would probably take that and do it. And then God for, and pray that nothing bad happens, you know? Uh, I don't know. Wow. So, let's well, get one in. thing I w- wanted to just quickly say is that I think um, to our point about people starting to understand their rights, if you actually look at like what's been happening, more and more people are suing the city and winning cases. Even within the prisons, they're suing against the um, prison officers and all that stuff. So people are starting to learn their rights, and there's precautions re- for that, and the city's noticing that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I personally, I mean, if you actually look at it, said like. 53 or 55 percent of like the teens um arrested in this kind of situation has been down since that incident oh thank oh God. wow yeah right after it went up no it, that's it, what i was gonna say it did it, go it up it went though. up but then since then yeah, it's gone down it's so gone those down. tactics they're not using them as much as yeah they, they realize to. it doesn't make any you sense can't. yeah and you're gonna get in trouble and like you know the city i think they spent like 50 million dollars or something like that in in uh lawsuits like, yeah like, the amount of Hit money of they pockets. have to spend yeah so once you once you start have money starts coming involved then they're like yeah. okay we gotta switch right, this yeah, we're losing yeah, money yeah. guys okay this. <laughs> this isn't working yeah. oh, any all right well next topic so basically another thing that was interesting and we're going to break down today's episode is going to be about this film because i i i must admit this was you know there's just so many different factions and i yeah. think that this kind of touches upon some of the political structures um well second topic um <laughs> what part did the media play mm. to help convict mm. these teens fake news has been around right mm. also how do you think um at a time when the private at the time then he was a private citizen um donald trump puts out his ad mm. in several newspapers asking to bring back the death penalty help convict this ch- these children how do you think media uh, played a huge role in it yeah media play, media is to me because you guys know, everybody knows I'm President Trump supporter. Uh, I look at the Central Park Five situation because I looked into it more okay. when, when I was looking to, to vote for him as president when mm-hmm. he was campaigning. And I was like, when I started taking him seriously, I looked at his past, and of course that was a part of his past that I looked into to see how he carried that situation, like the whole situation. And the and I think the reason why Donald Trump, you see how he is now, he points at the fake news. Any chance he gets, 
I think he has a personal he has a personal beef with the with the new with the mainstream media, and it's going on for years and years and years. And this is one of the reasons why he has beef with them because he put trust in them back then, full trust that they were telling the truth, and that's why he mm. ran with it the way he did back then. That's true. And so that's so why did he have to insert? <laughs> like, first of all, like there was he was going to so, run, but there were so many different like events happening. Why did he have to insert himself in this story? Because you know, because the media portrayed it like it's the biggest thing in New York right, right. now. Yeah. That's for, Do you know that in the first two weeks, 400 articles were written about these kids? 400 mm-hmm. in 1989? It's not like the blog world where there's... Four, like That means that this case was the biggest thing ever. This was a political this was a political move for him. So the, one of the reasons the media loved the story is because we're talking about a affluent white woman, Wall Street, bank, uh, Wall Street banker. Right. Um being allegedly attacked and brutalized by some black and brown kids. Because let me tell you something. If you actually look into it, there was several other rapes in that time period mm-hmm. on against black women and none of them made the news. Mm. I think some of them were murdered as well. So it's very interesting that this particular story made the news. But one thing I want to bring up about your friend over here, Donald Trump, okay? <laughs> he That's tweeted in twenty thirteen the Central Park Five documentary was a one-sided piece of garbage that didn't explain the horrific crimes of these young men while in in park, in the park, Donald. This is in 2013. So this is 10 years, 11 years after they've been exonerated. Right. DNA evidence has proven it. And he still, and quite frankly, this is about a year before they actually got their settlement. So mm-hmm. he really looks dumb because the city actually gives them their money. He's th- still going on about I, it. I think he still believes that they're guilty. So here's what I think happened there. I think that he there there. Do you remember there is like in the film there's like a scene where they show like someone getting beat up. Do you remember seeing that? Like there's like this quick scene. Like the big, on the, it was like, first you see like, uh, a the guy a, in the park. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there was that, and then there was like this woman on a bike and her and her husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were on a bike, and then like you. But you again. One thing that's like I think people don't understand is how black and brown kids are, right? We're spirited, right? We're spirited people. What makes hip hop so great is the is what the contribution is, right? It's the energy, it's the passion, it's the fun, right? Mm-hmm. And you have to see these kids and yes, if you went to uh if you I'm, I'm sure if I went downtown and I was in and I saw 10 white kids they would do something you know that's rowdy or whatever rowdy or you know what i mean but it's maybe it'd be playful what i'm trying to say is what i'm trying to get to is um they see black and brown kids group together they see gangs they see um they're up to no good they see violence when in fact these kids are just having fun you know Mm -hmm. teasing people walking by that's kind of like stuff that kids do do you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. you yell at them you might say something back to them and you kind of continue on with your day but you don't like consider them like monsters Mm -hmm. does that make sense which is what donald trump kept calling Uh, i i want to say monsters but i i do notice and this is be honest with you i'll be honest with you growing up near baltimore growing here in brooklyn new york now uh a group of black kids and this coming from black men when they get together they are a little more rowdier than other groups of kids i've noticed and that and it's other than Hispanics. Hispanics and groups can get pretty rowdy. Like on the bus, they'll get to the point where, you know, you got elderly people on the bus standing up and they just get, they're loud, getting mm-hmm. aggressive. And not even looking at the elderly person standing there. And I'm looking at them as an older black man, like, come on, man. Like, y'all got to do better than this. 
And it got to the point the other day where they got so loud, these 10, like five girls, eight girls got on the bus, got so rowdy that like me, an older Jamaican lady, and like a guy, black guy my age were like, yo, this is terrible. And then and they heard, and when they knew that we were talking about them, they got even louder to kind of like, oh, y'all, you think we can't get louder? Mm-hmm. And, like, tied it, and I'm like, and I see that commonly with black youth and Hispanic youth. And this is coming from a black man. And a, and a lot of white people, if they said that, oh, they would cut off in two seconds. But I'm going to say it because. So when you see like, a, gr- a group of black and uh, brown kids, you're going to immediately assume they're probably up to no good? No, I'm not going to assume they're I up mean, to no good. I mean, if I see any group of anybody, any group, any I, kids, I, I step you know, away. Uh, yeah, I, I'll I, be I, honest. Any group of anything. I don't like groups of anybody anywhere. You know, if I see a group of girls, my sister, I'm thinking. My sister, emotion. she hates loitering. She's like, yeah. any loitering at all, she's like, mm, I hate it. I don't like it either. I don't like it in front of my building. I don't like it in front of like where i moved to my area i love the fact that no one's outside i love that i don't Mm -hmm. love like i don't like and i understand that in the black community that's something that they do that's anywhere Mm -hmm. around the world you go to africa black people are outside we like to stand outside and enjoy the environment like just see what's going on yeah but that's part of the culture right that's cultural so the loitering part the excessive you know and i do and i agree you're on the train you see them joking around but i remember being that teen doing the same thing mm-hmm. i remember being a teen in my school uniform with my girlfriends and we're loud and i'm and i know everyone was looking at us like oh, these kids like but that's what we do we grow up and we become normal people it's just being a kid not everyone does okay well mm-hmm. some of you guys are like, good nah, it's but not some of us, childhood you know great you know song, some of way. us some of us especially urban kids like this is we don't have like i think another thing that i i, I realize is that a lot of these teenagers growing up in the city don't have like outlets, right? That's what I wanted to get. Yes, to. Like, yes. Where do you have? Where do you get to go? You uh, did you I, have I, a house? Did you grow no, up in a house? I grew, I grew up in a house. I, I grew up in the military. I was military brat. I went around the world oh, in Germany right, for right. five so years. You, so when you went I had to, all kinds of outlets. Like, in, Bar- in Baltimore, did you have like? Did you live in a house in Baltimore? Mm-hmm. I did. I see. When I was in Baltimore, I lived around the outskirts of Glen Burnie, which is a county, Baltimore County. But so you had like, a backyard. So I had a backyard. So you, I had. So you had an outlet. Driveway. I had. So you had a place to sit outside with your friends. Yeah. Play, right? yeah, my dad took me camping. We didn't have stuff. that. I lived a block away from Central Park. Guess where my backyard was? Central Park. That's mm-hmm. where we played. Every day, my babysitter came to pick me up, took me to not, Central Park from after school, and that's where we work. Yeah, see, that's interesting. You get what I'm saying? I, I, no, it's interesting when I'm in New York now and I see kids and like they're they're out playing in the streets and they're playing like we would play in like the sand and yeah. at a playground or or at our backyard mm-hmm. or like, you know, we had places to go where it's like yo this is a, a whole yard we can play and that's normal yeah. now in new york it's like a yard now they're on their phone well that's a different yeah that's, that's a whole different that's, that's a, whole different that's a checking a podcast in about three weeks i'm sure we're gonna get on that yeah <laughs> for sure for sure so i mean i think the media would definitely is to blame i think the media did a number on these kids like they really saw these kids and then that whole wilding term mm-hmm. that was coined during this topic like it basically like they took the the term that we use for wilding out. Like mm-hmm. I guarantee you, some kid was like, "We were just wilding out. We we're just wilding in the park. right." They're like, "What'd you say?" Yeah, they're like, "We're wilding out." They're like, "We're wilding." Say it again. Say it one more time. They had the whole wilding. Wild. They were like, "We don't put a D Like they were like, some people didn't even know wilding. They're like, "No, I didn't even know there was a D in wilding." Like they didn't even thought. I'm right. But so many people. It's but everybody like even my dad when. I was telling him about the case he was like oh yeah i heard about the wilding right i'm like wow. it's wilding, well, wilding <laughs> like what wilding. in the world because that's how they read the story in yeah. the papers every day 
kids. So in their minds, this prosecutor who, you know, I can't, oh, I can't stand that lady, that little turkey neck. She basically, <laughs> she basically coined, she, she made these, this thing about these kids were animals. She made them yeah. like, they were like these mm-hmm. animal kids that basically were gang raping this, this girl. And I mean, this, yeah, this girl, and there was no DNA evidence, not even no DNA. And when I say no DNA, I want people to understand that that means there's no nothing in her in the fingernails. Like if she's scratching the mm-hmm. the culprit, yeah, which yeah, she the did, mm-hmm. there was nothing. No graph skin grafts. Nothing on the kids. The clothes. They didn't even have any blood on their clothes. Yeah. And ridiculous. this woman lost so much blood. They said she almost. She literally was like seconds from death. Mm-hmm. She lost so much blood blood out of her head, and not, not one of the kids had blood. That's a not. We can't even forget that the semen that was found was not the boys. None right. of them. Even OJ had blood you know on the side. Right. What, what, <laughs> what really infuriates yeah. me though about this Linda chick or anybody that was involved is that there was a ring of race uh, rapes in that mm-hmm. area and they had very similar like MOs. Yeah, I was reading the article coming here. Oh I love that goodness. article. Was and they so didn't good. even make the connection. They didn't even bring this potential like alleged guy in and I'm like, how do you not make the connection? And it's in the same area. No, it just sounds like to me, it, it's it, it's the Emmett Till effect, mm-hmm. you know. It's uh, it, and that was like the first case in American history where you saw when it comes to you know black men and, and white women. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I mean, to this day, that's yeah. it's, it's still something that's brewing in under America's surface. And Emmett Till was the first situation where it was like in the media back then played a role in messing that situation up a bit mm. and so you see it just happen again in the 80s it's just history repeating itself right. and when you have so the black male youth white woman yeah. something happened now we're gonna you know you're gonna have in fake news it just mm. comes hand in hand in hand and yeah and the media basically you got it wrong you know mm-hmm. really what everybody should do is like put i hope they like all like put out media like i know new york times did a a, a really nice piece on the boys and because they had a lot to the, the new york times wasn't as liberal as it is now even though it no, was they actually did it the was news, considered they did the news more back then well, about just here here's the news yeah they were yeah they weren't yeah like, they weren't as biased yeah, but they were very like conservative too they were leaning towards i mean everything back then was like people there's now color and everything before there was nothing right. it was just mm-hmm. new york times here's the news here's this. reagan bush like, but even if you saw like the way the newscasters like i watched some of the clips of, like the old news like um tom brokop and all these people and how they sp- like the way the disdain in their voice like these kids were wilding like they <laughs> they, lo- they look so angry like they wanted to say like the n-word yeah. like mm-hmm. they were so like mm-hmm. how dare they take one of our girls and do this to her she was a beautiful person she was an mm-hmm. investment banker for her. you know what i mean mm-hmm. but i mean and I'm, this sure is, there, I'm not sure there's a lot of people saying the same thing during the emmett till era that a lot yeah. of people got angry emmett till like how dare this boy take right, advantage of this beautiful right right and, right 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 so it's, it's the same thing same You're thing. A, it's the same thing and you you think about this woman that it's and there's another thing that like Oprah got in trouble for saying to her in an interview. Um, why were you running so late at night? That's what situation. I was thinking. But we can't say that though. Oh my! But that you know what? We can't say that. We cannot say that because That's I'm about, sure. Like I'm sure we've like all as females sense. we've been in situations we you know where we're not supposed to be here. And we were there. And, and we all human you know beings. I mean? No, but you know, I understand that. Like, no, 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 I don't but, but there's some that are just common sense. I know, but and I hear what you're saying. I agree you're, with you. You're talking about 1989, crazy oh, no, crime. There was a string of rapes before that. 
like why are you running in the middle like late at night i think it was, it was like, like 8 30 but the point is it was dark it was dark right it was april yeah. by yeah. yourself in the park why and she was not even running you on could've... a path that's like heavily lit to an extent i believe in natural selection to an extent <laughs> i mean Wait, to an extent, wow. natural natural selection in a in term look it's it's Meaning i look at i watch like, it to animal are gonna die out no, yeah, not no. I'm, I don't say if you're dumb and you get, you do a dumb situation and you get caught up in it. That's you know, oh my maybe. god. <laughs> like it was her I mean, own I look, you look at the Animal Kingdom. Oh. Uh, no, I'm serious. I'm serious. You look at the Animal Kingdom and there's anim- you know the animals that are the weak and the ones who are dumb. You know, mm-hmm. they get you know eaten up. And I know we're humans. We got minds. We can think a lot differently. But you got to have common sense at the very end of the day. Right. Like I'm not gonna go. Like Jesse Small situation, I know it's a big lie, mm-hmm. but when he said he was in two o'clock in the morning in Chicago eating a sub, I'm like, why are you a celebrity walking around Chicago two o'clock in the morning? But it was downtown. Down, okay, downtown yeah, downtown is but, nice. Downtown's yeah, not in like, the middle of the winter, and it was still, but it was, tw- it was just a, we know that, sh- that. But that, that but was, it, it was a shoddy just, story. Yeah, yeah, and it was, but that's a, but I think I know it was a shy story, but the point is sometimes when people tell things, it's like, how do you even get yourself in that situation? Right. And it's like I don't, and I know I don't believe anybody should be hurt, but when if something happens, am I going to be shocked and be like, oh my gosh? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be like. What are it, you doing? You would so you're saying that the fact that this woman was in the park, she kind of got what she no no no, no, no. Oh, okay. she didn't get what she deserves. Oh, but it's okay. like, but if something happens, that it's like a, you put yourself shocking. in a position. It's, it's that like, shocking ooh, after that. When got you're it. Like, oh, got a woman it. raped in the middle, of, like the park. Like okay, yeah, that, that one, seems about right. You know? that would happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the same time, his other victims, like one of them was a, a pregnant mother in the house. He, though he just knocked on the door in the, the little basement. boy in, or basement, and he just kind of barged in, and he he brutally raped her. He Wow. That's stabbed disturbing. both of That's her disturbing. eyes. Like, oh my gosh, stabbed both her eyes. Terrible. I mean, another woman. Uh, a another woman. He <laughs> um, a he basically rang the doorbell and said, "I'm the super son," mm-hmm. and she said she was just in like an argument, like she was um, having issues with the super and you know debating about rent so she said it didn't make it it wasn't like weird that but she did say that she thought he had a key like why would he have a key i'm just saying like these are scenarios where these women it wasn't common sense but the jogger to me it's like you put yourself in in danger i mean but what about the girl that was doing tai chi that was doing tai chi in the park just regular that was i mean one woman was it in day one of his victims one of his victims one of his victims was in in church in the middle of the day how in the world did he get away with he that? He just went into the church and pulled her down to the basement and raped wow. her. And, and in the church? No, he didn't rape her. Or Oh, he, he, he rape almost her. raped her, but yeah. he attacked her. Wow, um, wow. God might have stepped on that one. So like, you're almost nah, like, I, I, I don't want to do victim shaming because that happens a lot. And that as someone who, you know, survived um, violence as well, I hate the victim shaming. I agree. But I'm also just saying, like, you have to put, your, you have to put yourself in situations where you're going to be safe as much yeah. as possible. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Men or women. Men, like, that's have seriously. To just, I grew up near Baltimore. There was, there was times at night where I'm like, I'm not going to go to that part of Baltimore. And because I, yeah. I just know. You like, get yeah, attacked. Yeah, like, I remember, do you guys remember, because I, I am from I grew up in Park Slope, and it was like, remember, did you guys remember, like, was it two years ago, the Park Slope rapist or something? Mm-mm. You don't remember that? Mm-mm. Literally, like, in my neighborhood, mm. there was a thing about... Um, this serial rapist going around and so i remember like walking in down like I, I grew up on 13th street and being like wow i gotta actually like was this now or was wow. it back then it was like two years ago wow no i went to my felt the one time in my life i've personally felt anything like that was we had the dc sniper Oh, and wow. that was you know Were we you in Baltimore then? yeah I was in Baltimore then and oh, I, remember, I remember there was a time in the gas station I went to gas station early in the morning and it was like six thirty in the morning and I was at gas station by myself and I was just standing there pumping gas and it was quiet I was just looking around like yo he could just I had nightmares about them right yeah, here that guy that and was a scary one yeah that was just, that was a very son. scary situation but what are you gonna say too. I know I know that was sad that was so sad. I mean I just think you know I I kind of agree that she could have 
had more precautions. Yeah, I'm not saying natural selection is okay. I'm saying to, like, ex- I, I, to an extent. I understand to, that, you know, I know as a runner, I know what it's like to run and people are in your way. So mm-hmm. she probably wanted the park because she could run and not have to be darting around people or whatever. I know. I wish America, but I then, wish the safe, I wish run, New York was then, safe. Then like, run can, at six o'clock in the morning, like before you go to work and it's light out. I don't know. Just but like, even then, still, who it, knows? He but, probably but, 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 like, he but could, even then, it was, that would have been more like that. I mean, you don't know how many times I ran in that park. I don't even know how many times. Do you know what I'm saying? But one thing I'll tell you, at a certain time, when it's dark, you do not catch me in that park. I yeah. just couldn't. I don't no. There's run certain with- things, there was like rules in my head as growing every, like Same. one rule in my head, my, my mom used to always say to me, is like, whatever apartment you get, don't ever get on the first floor. She used to always tell me that. Don't get an apartment on the first floor. I was like, why? Yeah. And she was like, a woman should never have an apartment on the first floor because in case you're in there, someone can see you, it's easier access. Wow. There's like little things uh-huh. that, I didn't think about that. that's in ur- urban that's New York I, I living. Mean, it's just common sense. And as someone, I, know, I have, not everybody has, I know, not common sense isn't so common. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, so, what, that's why I say it so to an me, extent, like, you know, you, yeah. you, have, you lack common sense and yeah. you may even learn how to gain some, man. It's I important know. to have common sense. Very so, important life. So, so let me ask you guys another question. So should, um, so now we, okay, we know that the kids, you know, end up getting, convicted and serving sentences right mm-hmm. so one of the kids two of the kids actually were 16 and 17 I had just turned on the cusp of 17 so um cory and i forget i think it was yousef i believe it was served um adult bids mm-hmm. with adult meaning in adult prison in adult prison with mm. like rikers what? island yes whoa so, man, that's some ptsd and right uh, there well, let me tell you something the when you watch this it's so, uh, yeah i'm gonna no i'm I really mean, i mean i want to see it anyways, i knew it was but, coming i didn't know how it was going to yeah, play yeah, yeah. out but when she when the way she like but it was Spo- also it was maybe, also maybe a little spoiler here i haven't seen it i don't so I don't, we're not going to give you all the bad but detail, it's bad but really and bad. and the thing i love that she does she doesn't show you everything because you your imagination can take you to whatever you think happened to that kid you know something you know he went through trauma yep he is, I mean, I pray, I pray for that man. I pray that, and I pray for all of them. I think they're, they're remarkable human beings to be able to still stand up. Because to me, I think I would think, like, I, I don't think I could be, I don't think I could be in an earth if this is what, you mean to tell me I, di- I didn't do this crime and I'm serving it? Mm-hmm. No, that, that to me is, I, I always felt that when I seen a case, we hear those cases of people have been jailed 40, 50 years and they found them innocent because DNA came out or whatever and then mm-hmm. he let them out. Mm-hmm. I always say to myself, like, I could, it'd be so hard to be that person, to be in can, a prison. Would you stay? That drive me crazy. I'd be like, F this, I shouldn't yeah. be here. Every yeah. day I'll be like, yo, you know, I shouldn't be, I'm not this. I'm not a criminal. You know, yeah. people are like, yeah, right, buddy. Yeah, everybody in line. Yeah, yeah, he's not a criminal either. Yeah, or this yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so. But, but, sir, but is this like, I mean, I think this is something that has to be outlawed, like like in all states. Like, no child should be serving with adults. No, like that's... once you're under eighteen, you should not be. Mm-hmm. No, not, not even if, you know, not even if you did the crime. Even if you're a 15 year old actually murdered somebody who right. just in cold blood, you shouldn't be put in jail with adults. Even then. So where do they go? Uh, juvenile detention center. I mean, a a juvenile, murder. juvenile. Fifteen-year-old murder. Uh, they get should what they should, they should get. That, I don't. I don't. I don't agree. I don't agree with that. No, they should have the, uh, the, the or, same or thing or as. Or put them in no, confession. I mean, um, I mean, solitary. I don't even agree with that either. Oh my god. But some kind of childhood juvenile solitary. You can't do like adult solitary too. But some kind of lock. You know, you can't be with the rest of the kids. I don't think that any. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think anybody who's under eighteen should be serving in an adult prison. And in fact. 
I think that even the most heinous crimes committed by teenagers, especially black and brown youth, they need to be uh, approached from a completely different angle because a lot of these kids are traumatized. A lot of them are suffering mental illnesses. I don't remember what the data was, but it showed that like a lot of them are suffering from mental health problems Mm. and they're just not being properly treated. And that's just not the way to do it. So I don't agree. I think the- Would you you say that, I'm sorry to cut you off. Let me ask you a question. Would you say that the- the actual rapist, the the guy that were that actually raped all these victims, would you say that he suffered from mental illness? Do you it s- has to be. He has to be. I mean, okay. I, I mean, I mean, not because not to do not to not to let him off. Because the way they he cut, oh, he cut, he cut people's eyes out. Like, yeah, yeah. Not not to let him off. Not saying he should get less time. Either. No, no, no. But, oh, but I'm saying, I'm not, saying, he's in life. He's no, there. No, no, of course but he I'm just is, saying, saying, do you guys think he is? Do you think he is a? Um, like he has mental illness. Like this yeah. is something that's untreated, and yeah, I, I, I this think I think even if you're evil, evil comes from usually a mental, you know, some kind of mental thing. Like you know, there's kids you hear about the kids that like kill pets when they're like you know kill animals when they're little yeah, kids. My cousin oh. used to do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and she's clearly bipolar. I know. I knew it when we were six oh and seven, God. and she thought it was funny to like rip the arms off birds and mm-hmm. what and mm-hmm. kill her rabbit. I knew kids yeah. like that growing up. I had, I had a friends like that, with, especially. That's what I'm saying. You gotta. You gotta. You gotta notice these signs early on, and like, so some of these kids, some of these kids committing crimes, especially black and brown youth, are just a product of their environment. Mm-hmm. You're in a crime-ridden area, like petty crimes. You talking? Well, about. I'm just saying. Well, then it grows to be in gangs and all that stuff. So you can clearly see how that trajectory happened. Mm-hmm. And then again, you could have figured it out at the youth somewhere. How do we? Pr- prevent this pipeline mm-hmm. yep. but then there's other kids who cr- cr- are doing the same thing there's signs when they're younger and perhaps this kid i don't know i mean who the hell grows up and decides to just rape people for no reason and 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 stab and I cut out their eyes too. i mean you cannot be okay well the way he talks about this can, when he can if you ever if you want to listen to this stuff i was doing a lot of research for this but <laughs> it's like when he talks about the way he like he he called he says he violate i violated her i violated her like he he said he started to hate himself because he realized what he did like in prison he started to realize like how evil he was and then he turned his life to god and that's what made him like confess Mm, but 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 still like the way he talks about it it's almost like it's an act of like it's just i'm talking about like what i did last night for dinner, what I made for you know, yeah, what, what do you call that yeah, when you have that cold blooded kind of because you, you there's people that are like uh, hitmen, hitmen that talk like that, like people yeah. that you talk to, certain hitmen are in jail now, and when you talk about their murders, they, they can't, talk, they can't, they have no more remorse. There you go, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, empathy, no, yeah. they have yeah, no empathy, empathy, empathy or empathy, remorse because empathy. that's what these hitmen would sound like. They would talk about their hit, their hits, and they'd be like, Yeah, on July 12th, you know, 1968, I went to the guy's house. He was walking around, and it could be so detailed with it. Mm-hmm. And it yeah, and that's it, what he was. No very detailed. Very detailed. And no emotion. And no emotion. And I was emotion. just like, I'd I was be like, crying. Not, I'd be like, not, I can't. Not well. I would like they're if this well. is. You would be like crying or no crying, no just. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't it's remember just, which one it was. I like what the freak? These are human beings, mm-hmm. you know. But but what did you? I mean, do you feel like with a lot? I mean, do you feel like with these kind of people? Oh, with these kind. Oh, he wants a charge. You feel like with these kind of people, do they um, deserve? Like death penalty or what kind you, of people? Like someone like him. I don't. This death penalty one is tough for me. I don't even. I don't. I. It, I think we need a whole topic on that one mm-hmm. because yeah. there's so many arguments too. Like the death penalty is also like an easy way out for them. Like you, you hook them up. You for the most part now we don't electrocute people and put them through pain. So mm-hmm. the death penalty is just basically getting them off the. Wiping them yeah. off the earth, but they it doesn't hurt them. They don't go through pain and they don't suffer. Mm-hmm. But then at the same times. You know, if you just keep them in prison, it's expensive. We're paying for it. 
And I think it's quite frankly, though. quite frankly, some people prison's not that bad for them compared to whatever they maybe were going through. Like yeah, they have a meal. Like mm-hmm. my my my, my I, I talk about my uncle before, and my dad used to say that he would come out and he would. Uh, commit crimes again to get back in prison because he was coming yeah, out. I, I knew pe- I he was coming out like to Ooh, good. We're no home, no money, mm. no nothing. But at in prison, believe me, I know it's not a nice, swishy place. But you got three square meals a day. You don't got to worry about rent and bills or any of that stuff. So some people are in his institutionalized. Case, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. like a systematic I, thing. They're institutionalized. So, they're so not even. Like if, if someone if someone is committing someone commits murder, I mean, I don't know what's the best situation for them. I don't know. I don't. I. I guess it's hard if to think about if it's your family member. Yeah, because that's the thing. It's like you. You don't. Do you feel like they just don't deserve to breathe? So I don't care if they're gonna comfortably die through you know inje- uh, legal injection, which isn't painful. If they just fall asleep. It doesn't hurt. I'm assuming it's like anesthesia. And they yeah, they say, say it's pretty. So they're not suffering, but does it make you feel better to know they're not breathing anymore? They're not. Out. Yeah, I, I think I you should. You know, I, I'm. I'm pers- I mean, I guess maybe the family should have. You know, family to have have it say it should be like a thing when we do with the with government here. It's like should it, it should be state or federal. You know, I think it should be like when something like that happens. Like the let the family, family decide. decides. Yeah, I mean the death penalty now. Now the way we do the deaths, we don't do electrocution. We don't do other ways in which people are actually in pain. We should do the shooting range back in the day. And also another thing about like the fact that there is <coughs> a potential for people to be innocent. Mm. And mm. They have. I think there's. They have um, stories where people were put, were killed, were were um, um, put to death, and then afterwards they found out they were innocent. George Bush in his in his state, in so Texas, like just as to know that, that a lot of people happen? he killed that they killed off a lot of DNA people, or whatever, and they found out that there are some people that are like, nope. They say Texas. that one percent. Uh, they estimate <coughs> that one percent of the population in prison is innocent Ugh. in America. So, and we have the highest. Uh, um, Incarceration rate, I think, in the world. In the yeah. world, I'm pretty we sure. We have two million people in prison, so that's twenty thousand potentially innocent people. Wow, mm-hmm. serving, isn't that crazy? Oh, it is crazy, and, and so. that's why I think we need to work on just the whole thing with incarceration in this country. I mean, it's 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 crazy, man. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's something more. You know, it's not just the, it's not the police's fault. It's not you know the. It's, it's there's something Why going do you on say in this country. I said just police, but I'm saying it's, it's a fair part of it. It's not just yeah. their fault. I meant to say it's, okay. it is, there's yeah. a lot of elements they're, they're to definitely it. Definitely to blame. For, you they, know, it's like, a lot of it's you, a lot of because we 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 discussed how they coerce these kids, like they made these little kids knowing that some of you know some of the you know one thing that also kind of rubbed me the wrong way. They realized that there like it happened on Hundred Street or a Hundred Street. They were, or she was on 89th Street. They were on 100th Street. They were on 100th Street. It's like they were like, wait, but how do you, how could they have gotten that far? You know what I mean? They couldn't under. They were like, this is. I think there's holes in our story. The Such, whole thing. Had it just holes. didn't make any None sense. Mm-hmm. It seen, no and, and that's DNA. The thing where, that's one thing where I'm like, as adults, as and humans, as Americans, I mean, you gotta. Do yet when you're doing anything when you see there's evidence that you know there's you're wrong there's nothing, nothing you need to step away from it then and yeah, say but this can't be not but the fact officers. that they double down it's nope, that's they were I not. think we need so many changes like so bad it's not even funny so let, let's get into this um, so the wrong the wrongful conviction of the teenagers resulted in the boys spending their childhood in jail right they span from seven to thirteen years how could how could that happen when like I said there's no DNA for um, on these boys. And how do you guys think that racism played a part in like dehumanizing these children so that people just felt like 
I don't even care well, what one happened. Well, I think it was one of the jurors. He mm. spoke, I don't know if oh. it was a documentary or was something. Was he black or white? He was white. Okay. And he was like, he was saying how he was really wrestling with this decision. He's okay. like, because the DNA didn't match, like none of the evidence. Right. Just, he's like, there was so many holes. But he's like, at the end of the day, I couldn't get over the fact that they confessed. So, mm. you know, I don't mm. know why. But I didn't what does see that con- mean, I confess? So because I confess. Because like, logically, logically, okay. yeah, yeah. logically. And, who, and, who confesses to some a crime? They, I, I know they're children, but we're not talking about babies. We're talking about teenagers. Logically. Mm-hmm. Who does that? Mm-hmm. And, now and, and, there was a mental breakdown, like you said. There was the hours. And it was the a lack year. Of food. 80, it was so I don't know mentally where they were and emotionally what state they at. But an average adult who doesn't think that deep, doesn't understand the psychosis of what they went through, is gonna just go. I know it doesn't sound right, but they committed. Yeah. They admitted it. And, and I'm so sure. At the end a, of the day, a, guilty. And I'm sure a dealt white male mm-hmm. probably thought to so himself. Easy. He probably said, "Why did his lawyer up?" I know like, there's racism and there's you know police uh, brutality and all those other elements of it. But for like the plain and simple, you know, it's just they admitted to yeah. it. So for a lot of jurors, it was that simple. No, no. I'd be honest with you. If I was in a situation like that, would be in, if I was a juror. Because if you're a juror, you look at it. You're not going to get like the a documentary on Netflix telling right, you. Right, to, right, you're yeah. going to sit there like they're going to call you for jury duty. You're not going to feel like going. You're like, oh my gosh. You're going to sit there. You're going to hear the story, and then it's like these people confess at the end of the day. Still, you'd be like, well, they confess. And they didn't show that it was because the average either. juror does not understand the the, system, the the legal system. They don't understand the proven in, uh, innocent until proven guilty, and that it's beyond a reasonable doubt. But for them. Con- uh, confession there is no doubt but what about the yeah. fact that like we talked about before the media played like if the first two weeks there were 400 articles by the time the 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 case the court case happened they probably were all biased they like you you all you thought was these kids were the ones that did it you were like I, I've already been, like, you're not going to find anybody in New York who didn't and, know and, about and, this case. But at, at the end of the day, they admitted to it, and they were describing the crime. I know. And that is so hard for a, a, nor, a regular-minded, not deeply thought person to get past. Yeah, yep. Who does that? Even if someone says, I did it, but who describes a well, heinous, they, which, vicious But crime? they were telling them. They were yeah, coaching. Yeah, 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 the, I, the, I the police yeah. were telling them. And then what happened? Keep telling me what happened. Yep. Say it. And, and, but I'm sure if you'd have showed those jurors a, a, a video the of the police doing that to the, to the kids, the then they would have been like, okay, oh, these kids yeah, are innocent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just, but they're but they just average Joes. Just like he said, just I want to go home. Like I'm on jury duty. A kid admits to it. He describes it. Who does that? Yeah. Who, so yeah. sad. Mm-hmm. So, but you don't. But you do see there's. But you don't say racism was. Of course. Oh, okay. You don't think racism. I mean, I don't know the composition of the jurors, by the way. Does I think there's know? four. I think there was four. Four black people and... of color. Okay. I believe so. I could be wrong. Um, I would. Uh, I would Google a huge, it, but huge, 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 huge part in it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I. I honestly think that racism played a role in this. Also, I think I. I what you just said is true. I didn't think about that. Like, you know, if you confess, then yeah, that might be some. That's like a little random. Why would I confess? This like, I don't know how many like little teenage white kids committed to a crime and got off. Like, I don't know. I'm just gonna assume if someone admits to a crime, they're probably all going to jail. Yeah, I'm assuming. We have yeah, to see you like know, that's you something have to, that's you told. That's the number one rule. Believe me, all they had to keep saying. You're basically saying that all they had to do is keep saying. I don't know. I wasn't there. I don't know. I wasn't there. I don't know. I don't know. And that's all they could have said. If they said that, they probably wouldn't be. But the psychosis of it is they could. They were so like people don't understand what they were going through. They just wanted to go home. All that type of stuff. 
But I, I don't I don't know if you look at my confusion. My confusion is where the parents. I mean, yes, mention the parents. We talked about them a little bit, and the yeah. grandmother and all. But I'm like, where? Just have a, a dad or mom with common sense. Could be like, you know, we're not. He's not saying anything. We're getting a lawyer. Our lawyer's getting involved. One, and now only been, one of them did that. The, but this the is the problem. Most, the mom exactly, that was, was educated. Say, they did uh, that. See? The rest, the rest know. of these mothers. Some of the mothers like what? Like they don't yeah. know what's going. Most what? people don't know they're educated. See, and see that to me is a prop to something about society, and that's something. That's why I was saying earlier about there's so many people in jail. A lot. Just police's fault. It was a lot of people, just dumb parents that raised. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't I mean, say come, dumb. I, like, they but educated, uneducated. I, I'm sorry. This is I can use better terminology. Uneducated. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. Parents that, like, out here. These parents left them out to the pasture. Like some, like the dad. How does your your father he knows you didn't do something? He's telling you to confess. My father would never tell me to do. My something. dad would have went like, hard in the police station. My dad would. He would probably say, "Take me, don't take her, yeah. them." Like, there's no way your father is going to convince you to say, "Say yes." You just say what they want you to say. Never. No, and this is the, this is your parent. Mm-hmm. How could I not listen to my dad who's yelling at me? How? Both mm-hmm. my parents are here. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to just think about the dynamic, though. We're talking about black and brown people from low-income neighborhoods. You know, they don't think they have any power and authority. They've always been taught that they don't. And so victim it's an intimidating system. It's, it's, it's victim an intimidating hood mentality situation. is dangerous, man. You got to get out of That's why that victimhood mentality is so dangerous It's like a so slave mentality me. in, it is. in it is. a way. It is. I don't, I don't really want to use that. I know that's a messed up term to use, but it's a very slave mentality that they had against this system. And so I don't think they felt that they had any other choice, which is sad. Mm. Any other choice to tell the truth or just but like, in general? Like what we have to, when we talk about, I know we're a political show, so we talk about politics of it. Like where, where is the support of uh, accused people? Like, you know, do they have advocates? Do we have anything like that? I don't know. I mean, their lawyer. I'll one of the lawyers was like a, a like a civil advocate. So, for example, I, yeah, I, I, I he did it pro bono. I'll just give you an example. Yeah, like, advocates, yeah, they have the to pro per, bono. A personal experience is unrelated, but I'll kind of relate it back. Is you know, my son, he has special needs, mm-hmm. and I'm one of those proactive parents. I educate myself. I read about all the rights, and I'm going up to the school and I'm yelling and screaming about the rights I have, mm-hmm. and I'm saying I'm allowed by law to have an advocate with me at these meetings. Mm-hmm. But most parents don't know, right. so a lot of these, especially black and brown kids, mm-hmm. are being disserved, um, getting things they don't need. Put on medications they don't need to be put on. In this, right. and education systems failing them because their parents don't know. It's the same thing in the justice system. Why don't we have? If we have them, they don't know about them. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. Yep. And that's why I talk so much about the importance of, you know, having both parents in the household, man. My parents weren't perfect. No, but we need we need but, reform. But we your parents not or your parents are not that like if your parents are you have two parents like, in the household are not in like they don't know about criminal justice. Right. Like you Just still need like people like but, you but, could have both parents and still not know what like I'm telling you on your side. One of those kids, he had both his parents there sitting in the room. Right. And they were like, No, this is wrong, you know, this is not it. And then by the time it hours and hours, they the dad was probably getting tired of being there. Right. And he was like, just say what they want so we can get out of here. Right. Say that this other guy did. He's I like, mean, can I man, can I tell a personal story as well? Please. Okay, so I've told you guys that I went through a lot in my, my marriage. Mm-hmm. And I didn't just deal with physical and sexual abuse, but I also dealt with a lot of crime mm-hmm. written in my um life and i did have my house raided by police one time and i was brought in and interrogated it was actually on mother's day oh yeah so i know what that's like Mm. i know and they were actually very sweet to me but like the tactics they used by the end of the time i was turning on my own husband i was like you're not 
Are you allowed to do that? Isn't it like they say you're not supposed to? No, they, they didn't coerce me, but I'm oh. just saying, like, the way the system works, you just, it is very intimidating, you know? And I, mm-hmm. I feared for my own safety, my own kids. My, I knew I was innocent, so it was, like, easy for me to just kind of turn on him, you know? Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, like, I personally have been in that environment, and it is, and, and I'm an educated person, like right, very educated right. person, mm-hmm. and I. You still kind of got a little. I felt, yeah. Felt, I so feel I like when I get like when I the like vulnerability a sto- of these like little boys. Whenever you know? a police stops me for like driving, like, hey, did you have your license registration? I'm like, oh boy, and then where are you coming from? What you doing? I'm like, um, um, like it just the nah. way. But they're trained to try to like. No, nah, there's get t- you there's, off there, your, there's been two times. I told you guys meeting the police. I've had my experience with the police. Have, you know, no points in my license cops at times let me go you know but I, I had two times in my life dealt with police when they gave me a hard time mm-hmm. and one time was in Georgia mm-hmm. and I had Maryland tags on my car still and I got pulled over in a high drug traffic area in Georgia and I didn't know at the time I, you know later on I, I, I knew about it but at the high drug traffic area so he pulled me over and he said you know why I pulled you over I said officer I have, honestly I have no clue and he said your back windshield light was out I'm like, my back windshield light was out and I'm like where do we go with this the kind of thing like I don't even heard of this and he said you know license registration I gave him license registration and he's like well I smell marijuana in a car and uh, I'll be honest with you guys at that time I I, you know was a person that partake in it from time to time but (laughs) um, at that moment I was I just got a job at Comcast I wasn't doing anything for over four months so when he said that I even knew like no there's no way like Mm -hmm. if there is like I'd see it you know Mm -hmm. and he they pulled me out of the car and he's like you know because he he told me asked me to step out the car and I said and I knew there he was overstepping his boundaries and I just didn't want to be aggressive towards him, so I said, "Well, officer, uh, my sister's birthday's tonight. I'm got to go to her event. I'm already late. You know, I got to go. I'm sorry. I, I want to help, but if I'm not doing anything wrong, then I, I got to be about my way." And he was like, "Get out of the car." And I was like, "Okay." When so said, when they say that, do you have to get out the car? You don't have to, but at that time I did because do I people because like what's the what's the law? It's Wait. the law is it's it, you, you have to get out. You have, you have, have to, to get out the car because 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 you're altering. You're gonna start. But when they just say get out the car, do they have to? You know how when they come in your house, you have to say where's the warrant? Yeah. What mm-hmm. is the what? Do now they, what, what his was he smelled marijuana. Yeah, and I knew he was lying because I, there was nothing so to smell. But, but his him, own, but his yeah, word but is what he all needs. They can't walk into your house because they smell marijuana. They have to go get a subpoena of what a warrant. Warrant that's mm-hmm. different, but the car yeah, is but different. The car is I different. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, you're it's, driving. You're like that. You're, you're, you can kill someone. You're on public property. Yeah, that's different. So they smell something that. See how this this whole system is just. It's not. Working. It's rigged. It's definitely it's rigged not. for oh, people. No, they, 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 so what they happens? Cert- they, um, so after they, he said, after I got the car, he said, "Come, put your hands on my hood," and I put his, put my hands on his hood, and he searched, started patting me down and doing the whole night. And I was like, "Officer," he's like, "Where do you work?" And I was like, "I work at Comcast. I got my uniform on right now." And I was had dirt <laughs> on my pants and everything. Jeez. And he was like, "There's no Comcast buildings around here." I'm like, "Sir, do you see what I mean?" I'm like, like a double, they always try to I'm like, question a, you. A double, and, and I'm in the way I am. I'm on top of my game. There so you I'm go. like, "Sir, there's a double wide trail over here. The gate code's one five five zero, and it leads to." Double wide trail. That's a, that's a Comcast building there. It just doesn't have the Comcast logo on it. But I can we can easily it's right over here, less than a block away. And he was like, and so he kept asking me questions. I kept answering him. And we went through the whole. Like we just interrogate me. And I had most to, people were going to get. And, but I was thinking. See, you were, was, you didn't was get aggressive myself. with him because you could have easily I been got like pissed off and like yo. Like, no. I, but I, but why I, but, you messing with me? Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't do. I didn't. I didn't do none of that. I played the whole game. But I had one whole time I was playing a game and I was nailing it. I was like, if I was a teenage kid with five of my friends. 
I wouldn't be this way. I wouldn't no. be this sharp. I wouldn't be on my game like this. No. And I went through. My, and after all that, the, he fought, he called backup. Backup came with a canine. He's like, "Can we search your car?" I said, "Officer, I told you earlier. I'm already late. I have to go." He said, "Search this car." So they searched my car. What? They got the canine, sniffed all around, That's all that. Up. He came back, and the officer was like, "Well, I, I found half a blunt or, or a part of a blunt in the car, but." It wasn't much, so I'm, we're not we're not going to hold him to it or whatever. Did he, did he really? and, he, and, I, and I said to myself, and I said, I know a cop, and I knew, I, but I know away. how cops work. I said, if you, and it was dark at that time because they had me there for about <gasps> three hours. Oh I said, my if God. there was, if you, if I know how cops work, if you found something, you would put it around that hood, put the flashlight on there, and say, what is that? You so you didn't but find anything. Bluffing. So he was bluffing, I think, when he said that. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, he left, and the cop said. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna let, he, he's like, you're okay. You're free to go. I'm gonna let you go. He's like, you know what? He said, you know why I pulled you over? Because we had to, after all that answering, he kind of had like a real moment. He's like, you wanna know why? You know, you got pulled over right there and everything. I'm like, yeah, officer. To be honest, yeah. Why did you guys just do all that? And he said, because this is a high drug traffic area, and you had Maryland tags in your car. And to be honest with you, you know, most guys we see Maryland tags in this area, they're they're copping some weight. So oh, we assume that you you were trafficking. You were trafficking. So I was Ooh. like, okay, and then that's so. They thought they were gonna get a good bus. They mm-hmm. thought they were gonna get all Black the cocaine. Dude. Oh yeah, nice they galant, said, oh, brand yeah, new galant. You, oh, yeah. oh yeah, you work at Comcast. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you got for me? You got a uniform. Yeah, this you guy. probably have this like all the keys in your. In your <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy has the key loads, man. This yeah, guy's balling. Yeah, you probably thought he was coming with yeah. heavy. He's like, no, no, yeah. no. See, and, and the second time, and this is gonna be a little short, so I'm but gonna keep it short. But thankfully, you're thankfully you handled it. That's what I'm saying. You handle it the way you did. Yeah, because that's the only way I could have handled it. If I would handle it any differently, I would have probably gotten handcuffs. I was in handcuffs at at one point. They had me handcuffs while they were questioning me. Because after he patted me down, he put me in handcuffs. So, and that to me is that is the Emmett Till element to a to a small extent. Like, what was the point? You weren't you weren't violent with him. You never. Mm You you let him do whatever. Like why are you handcuffed? So yeah, yeah, and that and that that's the I think it's the embarrassment of it. Like you know, just to put you out there for the public to see. Like look at this, you know, de- 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 degenerate to society. And look at here. you, a man. I mean, I know there's some kids that are really just bad kids, but like you're just doing your job, coming home from work, like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole thing I think the whole and time. The whole time true. I was going through it, man. In back of my mind, I was like, man, like. Look at imagine the young black kid right here with his friends, exactly. man. Exactly. They would be, they'd be, they would have got them ten times over saying stuff and doing stuff, and so I was, that's all I could think about. And that was the second time it happened. I'm gonna keep the story a lot short. I was a little extensive. Um, was when I was in Pasadena, Maryland, which is a like the suburban area of Maryland, and I was with a young um, white lady, or white girl at the time. She was about six, seven years younger than me. She was, she worked for me at Gutter Girl. I was a manager. She was one of my canvassers, and we, you know, we talked and dated a little bit. I ain't gonna lie, mm-hmm. and we went out into her neighborhood in the suburbs and we got pulled over by the police there and they said you know why you pulled it over and she's like no she's like there's a little crack in your windshield so they, they what? so they said there's a, a crack yeah they, they, they even it, see that yeah it was, dark, it was dark too we just left a, a party so it was dark when they said that so we were like okay so they're like they told us to get out of the car what? and this is dead winter and they, and they got us to get out of the car handcuffed us and had us on the curb and then they separated us, and they were questioning us, like, "How do you know this girl?" Da, da, da. I'm like, wow. she, and, and I, and so I, when they did that, I said, "She's my employee." She's like, she, "She's your employee," <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm you know man. that thing and, killed and, them." Yeah, and, I, and, that, and, and this is all white male cops at the time, about four, because they got about backup. They had about four or five of them out there, backup. and they, and they were, and 
when they said that they were like, you know, I'm like, yep, I'm a manager. We work for a company called Gutter Guard. We, yeah, she's a camera servant of mine. I'm the manager. And they were just like, hold on. And they, and they would question her. And when I talked to her afterwards, she was telling me they asked, they were they were coming at her with the same things like, how do you know him? And he's like, he's my manager. Like they're like, are how is he? Your, like they were like shocked that I was the manager, you know. And so they really Disgusting. kept us out there for about three hours, handcuffed on the Again? curb in front of, and all people we were right across the street from McDonald's, and people were all over the place. So people were gathered mm-hmm. around at one point, like looking at us, like because it's like a suburban neighborhood. Or like so, a bunch of cops will come around every day. So you see two cops, that's a black guy, crazy. a white girl, you know, so, so it really, evil. yeah. And, and, and that's why I say, even though the most of the time police, when I got pulled over, they let me go to get me, they were good with me. There's been twice where they gave me that. that. I'm going to tell you, I have a really different, I used to really appreciate police officers. Now I just can't, I don't give them eye contact. I don't even, they don't even give eye contact anymore. They don't, they're very, they're just, I don't know. I have a very, very tortured relationship with them because I don't. In one way, we know that if something were to happen, exactly, we would call them. Say. God forbid something happened, we'd have to call them. But in another way, it's like what he just explained. That's three hours out of his day that he didn't need to experience. He doesn't need that trauma either. That's still trauma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't need that trauma in my life. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? No, no. If I'm doing something negative, I'm here with you. See me in the car with a white woman. That's what. That's all it is. See, I mean, mm-hmm. I, for me, I struggle with this whole like um, a notion of immediately hating police officers because first of all, there's black and brown police officers. Especially New York, they're the worst ones. Mm. And second the of worst. all, like. Um, like you said, if I'm an emergency, I'm gonna call 911. Mm-hmm. So I'm like looking for help from the same people that I don't like. And then third of all, the reality is that mo- most of what they deal with are real crimes and real criminals. So like you have to think about what it's like to constantly deal Good with point. the bad people, the real bad people. It's not okay for them to just assume every black and brown person I see is a criminal or, you know, but I'm just saying, on the surface of it, their days are spent fighting crime, real crime. So then when these things happen, it's disturbing and you're angry and you want justice and all of that. But I do think about like the majority of the day this cop is saving lives and helping communities mm-hmm. and et cetera. So I have, or, or, or it seems like that's what they're at least supposed to be doing. I don't right. know. Well, you know, it's funny as you said, because it reminds me of a, one of my favorite scenes in a movie, in a movie Crash. It was a good movie, by the way. I recommend people checking it out. It kind of gives... Oh, okay. Uh, I think you uh, mentioned this. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I think I might have mentioned this before, but it's good kind of kind of bring it back up again. It's the scene where there was the young cadet officer with the veteran cop, and he was training with them, and the vet, the young cadet was seeing the veteran cop doing some, you know. Oh yeah, you did shade, mention yeah, this. Yeah, I mentioned yeah. this, and then what? And when at the very make a long story short, at the very end, the cadet separates himself from that veteran cop because he's like, "Yo, you're, you're crazy, man. You're sneaky. You're, yeah. You know, da da." And then when they shake hands and say like peace out to each other, he's like, you know, he brings. He says, "I've been a cop." He's like, "Imagine being a cop and seeing what you've seen for a year." Now you say, "Imagine ten years." Now yeah. imagine twenty years, and that's a, that's such a true statement know, of just... twenty years of, se- of dealing with that, like. You know, when you're new to something, I'm sure these cops come in when they're cadets. They're like, yeah, I'm going to come in and make this country better, and I'm really going to change the world. And in year 20, they're like, yo. But I, for me, my problem is that even the people who are committing, like, really, really bad crimes, I, again, I think they're products of their environment and that the system failed them early on, whether it's education or any other type of, like, economics for them to be in, you know, poverty. And there still needs to be a level of compassion and empathy, like, even if these are grown black men who are committing crimes, like why are they committing crimes? Many of them are traumatized, childhood issues, poverty, like those thoughts don't go into the cop's mind at that point. Yeah. And that's where I don't, that's what I don't really Yeah, but they're not it. social workers either. I know, either. I you know, can't, but I'm yeah. just saying. So we like, do get that point, but the, the issue, here's the issue with cops, right? You said something. 
they're hardened, right? They yes. deal with hardened yes. criminals, so they become tough. <laughs> they don't have, like, they all they think about, and there's two things. They think about, I need to go home. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. it. I have, I have my family mm-hmm. that I got to go back to. Yep. And so cops I, told me that in the past. So time. I'm not going to sit here and try to see if you, because if you, I think you say something and you take out a gun and shoot me, then I'm done. Yep. So for me, I'm going to treat everybody like they're, yeah, which is you for know, their hand, but they're not treating the everyone equal. I'm saying I'm going to treat them all like they're, they're like garbage. The yeah, yes. yeah. But the and problem, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get they, home to my family. That's how they're they not. But the problem is they're not because a lot of them don't see white white boys, white girls as threats. And, and it, that's it, what it, people's problems are. It's like, okay, if you want to say, look, I'm trying to go home and I'm just assuming you're going to do wrong, then across the board, think about it that way. The problem is you disproportionately see black and brown people treated differently. And that's why people have a problem with police officers. Yeah, that's true. But I, but, I, but then this is uh, play devil's advocate a little bit is when I look at the, the crime rate, you have, we're 13% of the, of the population is a black community in America and we commit 52% of the crimes. And that is what, so when you look at it as that but way, are we committing the crimes? Remember, we're us. starting to see that a lot, like this film also made me, it started, different. like, God forbid you actually had like an actual weed in your house, in your car, you probably would have went to jail and you would have gotten like some kind of like, you probably would have a record or whatever. some kind of record. Something, oh yeah, because right? they were searching like, so much. A little bag, oh, right? yeah, a little bag because it's Atlanta, it's Georgia. They they were trying to come. They were trying to get at you. They took right? all that time to they took their day to come get me. And yeah, they, and, yeah, they, they were they trying. Found, that's why I knew what they said. He said, "I find a half a blunt." I'm like, "You guys find half a blunt? You guys would be like, boom, got him." Like, what's that? Even if you know, because you were waiting that long, you would have been happy to get yeah. me at that point. So, so, so yeah. So I, I, I think. I mean, I don't even know what where we were where we were with this one, but I think we 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 definitely feel like racism does play a role. Yes, in, you know. Um, I just really want to just talk about one um one more thing. Um, just the lasting ramifications of this case. Like, do you think that this um like for instance, these kids serve this time right, and um, one of the kids that got out ended up going back to jail yeah prison uh-huh. you know and serving another three years raymond and his problem was he basically just couldn't assimilate in the right. into no, i mean i mean that's the thing we about, forget about what you're doing to these kids these people yeah, that's anything for ex-cons so even if you do do a crime right you make a mistake in your life and then you come back out and you finally you do your time and you come out you really can't really become. There really is in a rehabilitation. And, and that's and that's what. But I was would about you? To say, but like, like say is like, like would you hire a like? Are you thinking like as a business? If you're a business owner, hey, let me hire some ex-convicts. To no, have the only my- time I see people that are willing to do that like easily are people that were ex-convicts who became business owners, mm. and now they're in a position where they can hire. And they're like, of well, course, then, I'm going to get yeah. this guy opportunity because I know they, you don't come out of prison all the time, and you want to commit another crime. You actually want to work and protect, help your family. So, I, but I think that's the rehabil- the whole term rehabilitation center needs to be worked on. Because yep. if you go to jail, I think jail should be you should go to jail, and if you go to jail, it shouldn't be like oh, you know, bye, you deserve that, you know, good luck for the rest of your life. It should be no, you, you commit a crime, now you go to jail, you serve the time, but when you serve the time, you might even get a little training, whatever it may be, and then you have a system when you leave. Here's we got work for you when you come out. We got jobs you can have. You're not going to be making eighty thousand dollars, hundred thousand dollars a year, but you're going to be making you know 30 grand 35 grand you can technically support your family you can go down the right track when you come down you can't we're going to give you something so you can say i can try to do right you right. can't not just come out and be like you're got a felony good luck you know so i think that's what we need to work on and that's why i think what trump did with president reform was a great thing for the black community that's a that's a oh, start that's i mean he start. did do something but let me tell you something that is not even the first step yeah that that about? that's like 
that's like the tip of the, I mean, I, it's I a get start. it. It's, it's a start, start but we, start. we've got a lot more to do. Like we've got a, a lot, there's a lot of, we have to turn over a lot of these like convictions. Like there's a lot of things that a lot of people are serving in prison that are, don't need to be there. Right. And mm-hmm. then especially with now that we talked about marijuana, like all these people that have done nonviolent crimes that are just had weed and they're mm-hmm. serving like 10 years, like mm-hmm. stuff like that is that's you. What you do is you take someone's life just like you take these kids life and then you make <sighs> them property of the state. And then you t- you say you tell them, OK, this is you've been institutionalized for 10 years for selling drugs at the age of 16 because you were trying to feed your family. And then now you're 26 or 30 or 27, you get out of jail and you really don't know what to do. Your mm-hmm. formative years are like taken away from you. That's an important time of life too. Yeah, it's important to really think about that. It's like, what does a kid now who's still in his mind, he might be 30 or whatever, he's still a kid because when he was out, he was a child and now he's out and doesn't know what to do. Yeah. yeah. Not everybody is going to go to school and do that. Like, they're not going to be like that. They're just like, I'm lost. Mm-hmm. Hell, like I don't know what to do. Yeah, yeah. And, and and I just think so. that's what we need that safety net. That's and that's why I say with kids that are growing up in these rough households right now, we need something after school programs for them. We need something we can reach them out to them now. Like yeah. we can, we're here for you right now. Not well, okay, next generation we'll fix it. We'll do it next time. Yeah, you know, but now mm-hmm. people that need our help now. So this was a tough um, episode because you know that that like film was really really tough. But I'm glad we got to discuss it because I definitely feel like. You know, people need to know about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it didn't feel like our typical episode. I like it though. You felt, like it? Yeah, it was, it was good. <laughs> it was good. I feel I like the communication. I like what Less we were talking. Less political, but yeah, okay. but Important. still, I mean, we had one political topic: the fact that the president now used this, used this position, to, um, to basically um, get his. I mean, like he. This was. This is all part of his promotion. You know what I mean? You know this was all part of his like promotion yeah. to now become the president. So I, I do feel like with him, you know, mm. a lot of them, but if you think about it, a lot yeah. of these people that were part of this, the Feinstein, she went off to sell books. Like, I mean, she's a storyteller. She obviously, she created this stupid story mm-hmm. and made it seem like these five yeah, and kids. And you know that like prosecutors and like most of the people involved we- in um, cases where someone was wrongfully convicted can't be charged with anything. Only people who can are like the police officers who co- coerced. Mm-hmm. And even that has a statute of limitation. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And then some of them, they found out that some of the cops that were impl- Im- implicated moved to Florida and were like mafia protectors. Like, it's mm-hmm. like when I well, you know, everybody, the, you know, it's, it's, that's why you can't. To me, you, you shouldn't politic. You shouldn't celebritize or whatever word you want to find the, the cases like this. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, look at the OJ case. I mean, look what the Kardashian family did after OJ's mm-hmm. after OJ's trial. Mm-hmm. Look what we got now. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like hey, people get garner and gain money from these cases. It shouldn't be reported like that for you to be a celebrity from a trial. Yeah, like it should right. be, and that's why. Like again, the people talk about the president, but it was. I don't think it's nothing to do. It wasn't the president's fault. It was the media's fault. Mm. They get one hundred and ten percent of the blame. I would blame him too for I getting mean, himself I mean, involved. He, he, I mean, he, he, and he it was very racist. He, 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 had, he didn't need it was to take very his personal He even said money. how he hated them. Like, and why did because he, the media kind but of. But these are children, though. So how do you say how many articles do you see like to be like let just. What he's saying, bring back the death penalty on children, fifteen year a fifteen year old you're gonna kill? Uh, I mean if you I mean fifteen year old if you I mean if the true the story's true, like if it's not true, obviously, but if the story's like it, there's no, evidence no, no, no. Of these if five this, kids gang raped a woman, I'd be like, Bro, these kids are gonna fifteen what are y'all but doing? Why like, does he you know, need that, the, if there's so many articles like you're saying, you're why old enough do to know you need better to put another fifteen. ad out? 
Huh? Why does he need to inject himself? Period. Because it was publicity. 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 Anyways, we're gonna end here. I just want to also shout out the fact that um, Jay Z congratulate him is a billionaire, which Boom. is really yes. awesome. Ether Nas. <laughs> okay, but we're congratulations, <laughs> Jay Z. So, we're hey. really proud of you. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. Um, with the politics podcast if you enjoy this podcast please like hit subscribe leave a comment let us know what you want to hear talk uh, or talk about you can email us at politicspod at gmail i'm kirsten on insta kirsten j on instagram maxine.outerbridge conservative in new york and Bright. we are out thank you guys have a great week adios Say.